listen to the voice of survival podcast every other friday right here on the journey into comics network journeyintocomics.com the following is a journey into comics network production Hi, everybody. I'm Matt, your usual host of Podcastrophy. I'm joined today by our usual guests, Blaine and Tyler. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, y'all? Today we're going to be talking about some shit, y'all. What kind so, of shit, y'all? I don't know. What kind of shit you want to <laughs> talk about? All kinds of shit. Man. We'll just talk about the shit. What did you get me into? Fuck. I don't know. You asked to be on the show. Yeah. So I said, yeah, why not? Yeah. I heard there was beer here, so I came. Yeah, I usually have beer. We're, we're doing this at my house. Yeah. Because my mom won't let me use my room. Man. Man, mom, why are you always some, ruining shit? Some bullshit, mom. God damn it. Stop bullying me. <laughs> Baxter's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, fucking Cameron did that the other day. Except he sounded way more autistic with it. Oh, yeah. He even had the hands up and everything. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, what are we, uh, what do we feel like chatting about today, fellas? Man, I, I I feel so out of place this week. Like Nick and Nick Maxson and I, we hosted our, our usual episode of Journey into Comics earlier mm-hmm. this week and I just I felt so out of place, yet every so there was so much familiarity, but everything also felt out of place. Like I didn't I couldn't remember for the life of me our like our sign off. Like I, I, you just sit out of place like nine times yeah. in a row. Did you feel like a fool? I, I mean, I, I always feel like a fool to be honest. To I mean, be honest, what you kind of your idiot. sentence was saying like you felt out of place, which made me feel out of place. I don't even know where we're at right now. Where are we? I don't know what's going on. Baxter, what's going on in this world? All right, so uh, let's let's pick a topic. Let's choose a topic first off. We'll start there, and then we'll just kind of segue. To other places. So, let's start with Tyler. Tyler, what do you want to talk about? <sighs> All right, we're <laughs> talking about sign. Well, <laughs> uh, this, a couple weekend. Well, it, it would be this past weekend uh, here in the shitty state of Indiana. Here it is, almost April, and uh, Blaine and I went and saw the new Pacific Rim movie. Yes, which IGN gave us six point five out of ten. Now, granted. I, IGN gives everything shitty reviews, so I just kind of expect that. And then at the same time, when I review, like, when I just critique a movie or review a movie by myself, 
I I do it a lot simpler, I think, than most most major media outlets do because Pacific Rim, anything, whether it's a cartoon or you know what what have you, is never going to be an Oscar winner. Exactly. I, I I don't. I go into the movie knowing that that's my expectation, and that's it. It should not shoot to be an Oscar winner because it's not going to be. No. You know. So when I saw they gave it a six. Six and a half out of ten, I was like, ah, okay, whatever. Like I am with most IGN reviews. And then we went and saw it, and we both really enjoyed it. You actually told me that you liked it more than the first one. Yeah, so I didn't see the first one in theaters. I saw that pirated in my apartment. I still haven't seen either. Oh, definitely. Uh, okay, definitely. The first one has Idris Elba in it, right? Yes. Yes, and uh, Charlie Hunnam. Okay. And Ron Perlman. And Ron Perlman. Love Ron Perlman. The, the, see, that's the thing about the I love Ron Perlman. I do too. too. I Ron, love Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. But, my favorite role with Ron Perlman in it though is all these people will point out like Hellboy or you know Sons of Anarchy. I loved him in the movie Drive. He was in Drive. Yeah, he played one of the mobster guys. What about Enemy at the Gates? He was also in that. He, he even though his role was small, he, he did very fucking well in that movie. Um, let's not forget he played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Did he really? Long ago. <laughs> like a live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, see, I don't know that. Like long ago. It was all right. I'll, Either way, but yeah. I'll try I to pull something either up. So, so movie. Blaine liked it more than the first one, and I really enjoyed the first one. And and that it goes back to what I was saying about it's not going to be an Oscar winner. You have, you have to accept the movie for what the concept is. The entire franchise... Which now encompasses two movies. Oh God! What the fuck? I, I remember this now. <laughs> that's uh, that's Ron Perlman, guys. Ron Perlman. But the entire the entire franchise, which is now two movies, uh, maybe a couple of graphic novels, I think, small comic series. But it's about giant robots fighting giant monsters. Mm-hmm. So this isn't this isn't an overly complex, you know, plot. This isn't. It, it's just it it's an action movie that's supposed to entertain you and i i don't see how you could call it a bad movie you think it did its job absolutely i i he he rated it like an 8 or a 9 i definitely gave it a solid 7 cuz i really enjoyed the first movie and the tone of the first movie compared to this the the second iteration is a little bit more serious. This one has a lot more com- comedic tones, mm-hmm. which you know in major sim- cinema right now is kind of the trend. You know, with like Thor Ragnarok yeah. and and all the big stuff right now. They're they're trying to push the kind of ad libby ad libby comedy stuff a lot more. Um, so hell yeah, and you know John Boyega did a fantastic job. I think he's a good actor. Well, I mean, like I've seen, I've only seen him. I haven't seen the Last Jedi, but I saw him in Force Awakens, and I thought he did a great job. It's and that's the thing, you know. You have you have such a big, a big role like <clears throat> Finn in Star Wars. You know, you look at Mark Hamill, never stepped out of Luke, other than Joker. Yeah. You know, any any role he had after that was kind of overshadowed by the fact that he played yeah. Luke in 1977. Well, also when you look at him, like you say, the Joker. Joker was a voice acting role. Absolutely. A lot of people probably didn't even know that was Mark Hamill mm-hmm. until they looked into it. Right. 
I, so, I know I didn't. I didn't know it until you told me in like what 2007 that that was Mark. That was Luke Skywalker, and I was like, no shit. I feel like I knew about that way later than that, but I'll believe it. It was in like I'll high school that it. you told me I'll that it was it. Mark Hamill. I knew <laughs> I knew very early on just because I saw like an interview of him at like Star Wars Celebration, which used to be in Indianapolis, which fucking sucks. It's in Florida now, but you Florida know, sucks. the bit well, Florida doesn't suck, but the fact that sinkholes, bro. Right, but the fact that we had the biggest the biggest Star Wars convention in the U.S., maybe even the world, was in fucking Indianapolis, Indiana for over a decade. And, you know, when it came time to renegotiate the contract, we're like, eh, we'll just, we'll just let you go. We're cheap as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's Indiana. This place fucking sucks, but... <laughs> yes. Anyway, I I would definitely recommend anybody that just wants kind of a a rompy action movie, definitely go see Pacific Rim. The special effects are done very well. Yes. And for a movie that maybe didn't have as big of a budget as something like Star Wars or, you know, most of the Michael Bay shit has incredibly <laughs> high fucking budget numbers. Say whatever you want about Michael Bay. That guy knows fucking special effects. That so, guy knows his, chase scenes. And him, that, too, yeah. and Zack Snyder, very good visual directors. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, def- I, I would definitely recommend anybody check it out because it's it's good. And you don't necessarily need to see the first one mm-hmm. to uh, well, check the second really, one out. You really don't because, I mean, Miranda, she thought she'd seen the first one. And it turns out she, as we're watching the, as we're watching it, she's like, yeah, I haven't seen the first. <laughs> well, like, I, the way I look at Pacific Rim, I just, like, I saw the trailer and I was like, that looks like a fun Power Rangers type movie. Yeah, it's very like, very similar to that, yeah. Like, everybody's like, oh, the Power Rangers movie sucked. I was like, I had a fucking blast with it. I, I enjoyed the Power Rangers like, movie. Like, was it the greatest movie ever? No, but I went there, went in there expecting shit, and they actually gave me a somewhat decent, like, plot, and some cool stuff. Yep. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There could have been stuff that was better. They'll improve on the second movie, I'm sure, because there's got to be a sequel. No, Tommy. I went in. Oh, you're still you're talking no, Power you Rangers go. right there. I went into uh, the first uh, Pacific Rim. Come like Sons of Anarchy was still going, mm-hmm. so I was a huge Ch- Charlie Hunnam fan. Uh, it had uh, Charlie Day in it, uh, which he's he's great. I he's love still Charlie in the Day. second one too. Yes, uh, I love Charlie Charlie Day. Uh, I love Ron Perlman. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with Ron Perlman in the first movie. <laughs> it's like Brian Cranston from Godzilla. No, not, it, not it, even it, that it bad. It definitely wasn't that bad, but similar in a way. It, it, well, one, I don't remember them like really hyping up Ron Perlman in, in the first movie, in the trailers. Like, no, they it, didn't what, do not, it that way. That he wasn't Brian Cranston, and like, like, dude, that's that was like one of their selling points. For oh, Godzilla. for sure. I see. I'm. It was a big fucking red herring. I'm mm-hmm. the king of unpopular opinions. I'm not a big Brian Cranston fan. When, I'm also not a Breaking Bad fan. So when I look at Brian Cranston, I can only think about Malcolm in the Middle. See, I hear a lot of people say that, but then once I watched all of Breaking Bad, I was like, "Well, see, I tried." Especially yeah. for the guy that won three Emmys for best dramatic actor for that role. It's don't just don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not taking any anything away from Brian Cranston. This is purely. Just opinion. I know the guy is a phenomenal actor. I started watching Breaking Bad when it first aired, and I was like, "Man, this is not, this is not for me." And I, I couldn't get out of that first season. And everything everybody tells me is, 
you need to go back, you need to rewatch the first season, kind of suffer through it because it is slow. Yeah, you know that's the way that it's intended. Mm -hmm. And then you know after that first season, really fucking slow. The first season, the (laughs) entire show kind of comes into its own, and you see you see him go down this ultra fucking dark path, and not no matter what he could possibly do, he can't fucking come out of it. And I'm like, well, when you put it that way, it sounds fucking appealing. But that first season is just so fucking tough, man. We'll talk. Yeah. I'll compare it to a show that's pretty recent um, that I actually enjoyed a lot, and that's The Punisher. Oh, yeah. Well, the Punisher, I, I, I don't have time to the, watch most of these shows. The you Punisher, need to watch The Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> Punisher is fantastic. But, like, the first four episodes are pretty slow, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Jesus, let's get to this. And by the time I got to, like, episode 12, because I think there's 13 episodes. By the time I got to episode 12, I was so sucked in. Actually, by the time I was, like, episode 6, I was, like, so sucked into this show that I was like, dude, I got to keep going. You know, I think the last time I was on your show, um, you said something like, dude, episode this, just wait. Yeah, dude. And I I can't remember if I've been on the show since then, but I know, I don't, I feel like we never talked about it. We never did get the chance to talk about it, but episode 12 of The Punisher, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Shit's good. And you don't have to watch Daredevil. No. It, it helps. I didn't watch Daredevil at all. I still haven't watched it. I'm it going ki- to. It, it kind of definitely helps. But, um, I mean, I already knew who the Punisher was. It's a right, character yeah. and everything. So I just jumped into it. You, you just get more of the this Punisher's backstory if you watch the Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But they do a two. good job of explaining his backstory. Yeah, for sure. In this whole series. Or, well, yeah, series so far. Because um, there's two seasons, right? No, only one. Just just one. Just okay. one right now. And they did a really good job of like, wrapping it up. Very good job. Like, this could be the whole complete s- series, and I would be perfectly all right with that. You know, I would be too. Um, I love John Burnfall. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. Did you say Burnfall? Burnfall. Thank you. Fall. Sa- sounded like you had an F in there, and I was like, I'm sorry. He will always be shamed to me. I'm, I'm not caught up on The Walking Dead. Like, I'm not caught up on most of the fucking major TV shows in existence right now. Can't save them, Rick! <laughs> but I loved Shane's fucking character, man. I was I, I knew that he was going to die, but I was so Spoilers. Fucking, yeah, that was... I, don't fuck... Fuck everybody. Uh, that, that was like six years ago. Yeah, right. That, that was one of... Okay, so Brandon Stone, uh, host of Foodies Watching Movies, uh, he... <laughs> he... <laughs> He did. He does like all these amazing impressions, and like his his impression of Kevin Smith's impression of John Bernthal is amazing because he he did the you can't protect him, Rick. And then when uh, John Bernthal was announced as the Punisher, and then they had um what's his name playing Daredevil, and they're like can't protect him, Matt. <laughs> I love Shane's character, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bur- Shane's awesome. I, I would not have... I don't think I would have liked Shane as much as I did. Because the way that it's intended, you're not supposed to like Shane. Mm-mm. I fucking... I rooted for Shane he all the way up. He was a good character to sympathize with. Mm-hmm. Empathize yeah. with, really. Yeah. yeah. Be- I mean, because what would you do in that position? Yeah, you look at the situation at the beginning. It's his best friend's wife and son need somebody because their dad is they presumed dead. Right. He takes them under his wing. They fall for each other essentially, and then yeah. all of a sudden, hey, dude's back from the dead. Like, and, and she is just like, nope, 
Yeah. I'm like, my husband's alive. My husband's alive. I guess I'm going to quit fucking you now and fuck him some more. Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. It might be yours, but if it is, fuck yeah. you. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched the very first episode of Walking Dead. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, seriously, I mean, the, 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 the episode that really got me and really put me over the top on why I like Shane is when they're on Herschel's farm and there's the barn. Oh, and God. he's like, we're going to fucking open it. There's, what is in there? Yeah, that whole scene was Wasn't super... that the mid-season finale yeah, season for two. two? Yes. Because that's when they shoot uh, Carol's daughter, right? Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, he fucking leads the charge, and he's fucking ganking these walkers, and all of a sudden, Sophia fucking no, bebops. That, that was already a highly emotional scene, because, I mean, one, emotions are already high, because Shane, like they're arguing, Shane's like, fuck this, I'm going to... And, and, and then... And Herschel her- and all of them get to see the walkers. And Herschel's like, what- don't go in there. Don't go yeah. in there. And they Leave get- the barn alone. They get to see the walkers for what they are and not these humans that they're trying to save. Right. They're not just sick. Like they're, these, yeah. these people are gone. They're not human anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then Sophia bebops out and Shane... You, you, and John Bernthal does such a fucking good job of conveying emotion, not just with his yes. facial expressions, but his entire physical presence mm-hmm. you can see the fucking weight yes of what he what he has yeah. just created i mean you can see that with i think that whole cast is very good yeah like, i don't, I don't andrew disagree lincoln. andrew lincoln is fantastic as rick Call! coral 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was bad <laughs> you sounded like you were trying to like take oh a really hard shit but uh like it's just a that's like he said, just a very emotional scene. That whole you know, well, you know, he runs up and he, you know, I'm gonna get them all and I'm I'm gonna protect us from this. And then Sophia walks out and he just stops because it, it, all these emotions are are like you said, running so high. And he's like, man, I I fuck, I did the right thing, but there she is, and I I can't shoot that little girl in front of in front of her mom and all these mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Rick. I think that's when Rick really fucking shows everybody that He's this boss. is why I am the boss. And he walks up and he takes charge. He does what it has, it has he to He does be done. what needed to be done. And it's like, man, just those two guys. If it was only those two guys, the scene still would have been just as good, I yeah. think. Like, I mean, look at the kind of season finale of mm-hmm. that whole season between those two. That was intense as shit. Well, because they were basically brothers. Yeah. I mean... It's the it's the whole Cain and Abel story mm-hmm. all over again. Cain and Undertaker, more like it. <laughs> oh, but no, I loved. A, uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, uh, I'm the host, you motherfucker. Yeah, you piece of shit. Well, I'm your guest, and you need to listen to what I got. I will to say. value you, I guess. Guest. Uh, I, I think l- Matt's going to invite me to be his co-host on yeah. this show. Oh fuck! You're auditioning well, I mean, right now. Man, you you would be hosting two shows. Yeah. Voice wow. of Survival and Podcastrophy. That's crazy. Who would fucking think that, man? I know. Um, but anyway, anyway, so I, I really loved the the unraveling of that season, the unraveling that was Shane. Like, he just comes completely undone that season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just, he's not the same by the end of it. And, no. And, of course, he meets his 
Untimely. Spoiler alert, untimely device. Well, there were so many good things in that season. I mean, yeah. everybody says that's the season that was, it was the most boring. It, yeah, See, and I they spent I, too much time on that farm. They spent a lot of, the, the whole season was on the farm. You know, the best part of that season was Carl getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> what about when fucking Shane fucks Andrea in that little compact car? Yeah. That little goofy fucking SUV. I forgot my, about that. Come my favorite scene from like almost all of Walking Dead that's actually in that season and it is the last scene of season two, and that's where Rick says, "This is no longer a d- democracy. This is a dictatorship." Oh, and you shit. see Rick like say, "I'm done. I just killed my best friend because of yeah. you sons of bitches." Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to recollect some of the stuff because I I haven't watched it since I initially watched it, mm-hmm. and that was five years ago. Well, I, I've see it. It's still like fresh to me because I I've gone back and tried to rewatch yeah. and get caught up so many times. You know, just like Game of Thrones, I can't get my fucking wife to watch anything. So we'll get we'll get all the way through season two of Walking Dead, get halfway through season three, and she's like, "Eh, I don't want to watch this anymore." And it's like it it's gets your fault, Skyler. It gets better. Make my fish. It gets better, you know. And <laughs> my my favorite it's part of idea. season two is when Shane and uh, this makes me think of Eric Cartman. Don't don't make his fish. Yet. <laughs> make it, my fish. We, we got a while. I'm God assuming we got a while. <laughs> uh, Cletus or whatever the fuck his name is go to the school. Uh, yeah. yeah. To get the, the get to get the medicine at the at the. Uh, that's derelict field hospital you know because shane in the first season and or prior to the first season fucking took carl and whatever the fuck her name was because she was a terrible actress and terrible character laura but, or lauren right Lori. Lori. thank you i but, didn't i didn't remember until he said something but you know he took them as his own and then it, when he goes to get the medicine for carl he's not just doing right by she hates the walking dead she hates everything. Hate She's everything. a woman. But, Watch Game of Thrones. But, you know, he's not just trying to do right by Carl, who he is, you know, he started to consider as his son. Yeah. And he wants to get Lori back, so he's doing it a little bit for her, and he's doing it for fucking... At that moment in time, I would have just, like, killed Carl. I hate Carl. I hated Carl. I, Carl! I hate Carl with a passion. I don't. Uh, he grew up into quite the badass, and, you know, he's... I still he's, think he's a little fuck. Uh, no, he's not the he's not the same little fuck though. I mean, I haven't seen uh, season eight yet. Like I watch on Netflix, so I have to be yeah. a year behind. All right. I'm like, so I watched up until the, until the season eight mid season finale. Um, so I knew what was gonna happen. They they make it very clear what's gonna happen at the at the end of that episode. But uh, I have not watched since. I have the first three episodes. I want to get your guys' opinion on a couple yeah. of theories. What's up? So. How do you think The Walking Dead's going to actually end? Because there's a couple theories. I think it's going to end... I don't want to say Blaze of Glory, but it is going to be set in a way, I think, that it's going to seem very positive, and we might lose a few people along the way, but we're going to come out on top and everything's going to be all right. But then ultimately, it all fucking comes crashing down in a fiery ball of shit and dicks. <laughs> it is going to end very somber, unlike what any fan would want it to end like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be positive and then right off the edge of the cliff, negative. This is the end of it. There's no coming back. 
So the two main theories I've heard is old man Carl. And it's old man Carl recollecting, you know, the events. And there's a few points that kind of make that theory seem more true. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Rick's in a coma the whole time. I've heard that one. Yeah. See, I would, I would really like that one. The coma one? Mm-hmm. I would piss me off real bad. <laughs> because is he in a coma and this is all a manifestation in his head that there actually aren't any zombies? Or is he in a coma and he wakes up to this shit going on? Mm-hmm. So you could do but, it one of two ways, yeah. So Because there, I, I don't mean to cut you off here, but there's the theory that when, when you die, it's science, your brain is alive for seven to ten minutes yeah. after your heart stops beating. Mm-hmm. So there is a theory going around that when you die, the seven to ten minutes that you still have brain activity is what we're doing right now. It is your whole life. It is your whole life. You know, you, you hear the phrase, we, we've all heard the phrase our entire life, your life flashes before your eyes. Yeah. This is the life flashing before our eyes right now. So we're basically time traveling. Interesting. I've actually, I've heard of that. I've also had a theory very similar to that where it's not necessarily reincarnation, but like, you know, they always say that light at the end of the tunnel. What if it's the light where you're born? Yep. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Um, before I get into what I was going to say involving that, Nate, Mr. Uh, Pod Daddy Nate, Nate Phillips, uh, he commented, uh, basically, his he says, Kirkman confirmed he isn't in a coma. Okay. Him being Rick. Uh, also, I'm, I'm going to touch on that. If he's in a coma, then how, is fear the, how does fear of the walking dead exist? It could be Morgan. But he's not part of it. Now, see, I haven't watched yeah, Fear of the Walking he Dead. He just became part of it then. Okay. But how does that explain the stuff before Morgan got on that show? It's all imaginary. Boom. Debunked. <laughs> my, my theory, and I agree with, I think I saw this on like Film Theorist, and it's Old Man Carl. And the show's going to end with Old Man Carl after they've kind of like figured out like how to deal with all the walkers and stuff, which I also have another theory about. I got a theory about Walking Dead, baby. But, uh, like, I think it's Old Man Carl telling the story of everybody. And that's why Rick seems like such a fucking superhero all the time. Because, like, kids, like, oh. generally idolize their father. That's right. Especially younger boys. I like it. So, like, they see their dads as a superhero, especially, you know, like, growing up in a apocalyptic world. You know, my dad ripped a guy's ear off with his mouth. Yeah, Rick bought bit a guy's fucking trachea out. Yeah, like a, a trachea. I said ear, but <laughs> like it's just like, what if Carl is you know telling all these Big stories? Difference. <laughs> it's just it's still astounding. It's astounding, <laughs> but yeah, like that's what I think it is. It's gonna be old man Carl, unless they you know they kill him yeah. off. Come on, Rick, just be a regular gay. So the- Aaron Sperling, uh. I'm going to name drop you because I think this is really douchey. Uh, he commented a Walmart.com link to a ta- a folding round table on our podcast free stream that I shared into Nerds of the Round Table. Yeah. What what do you have what do you what are you what do you have such a hard on for us holding microphones? I am comfortable right is now. He, is he in the uh Chat feed or no? He or just it... on the stream that I okay. shared. But 
I'm comfortable right now. Our audio quality is good. We're yeah. all we're all I mean, typically you don't want to be holding the mic stand, but it's, I hate it's, holding this fucking thing. Man. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, yeah. Because like I have to hold this one on my fucking stomach. I, I used to do that with this one. Just, just like belly button. Yeah, but I I get it. You're you're not supposed to hold the mic stand because and if you are gonna hold it, don't move your hands at all. Yeah. That's it's why it's okay I, to do this. That's why I do it like this. It's okay to do this, but uh typically mics pick up there there's there's handling. Mm-hmm. There's handling sounds and uh especially if you got a ring. Yeah. That your condenser will pick it up quite a bit. That one's actually really good about it, and this one's really good about it because it's it's an SM7. It's just amazing. Um, anyway, it bugged me. Called out, pal. Called out. But yeah, so we were talking about Walking Dead. Let's uh, let's segue to another topic. What you got, boy? Uh, so yesterday I had a lot of fun. I got a. I got a text from my girlfriend saying she was going to uh, the hospital. Did you see any zombies on the way? No, no zombies. But yeah, they That's how it she starts. she woke up. She woke up at like two a.m. yesterday morning. Tons of pain. Uh, ended up going uh, to the hospital very early in the morning. Went to the emergency room because she couldn't stop. She couldn't stop vomiting. Uh, they. Around eleven o'clock, they admitted her to the hospital and wanted her to stay there for observation. Um, we want to see you puke. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my mom they, when they I was did... trying to get out of school. I gotta see it, mom. You don't want to see this shit, really, because half the time I never did. I just didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's hams in here. You don't want to see me puke hams. <laughs> I puked the whole corn off the cob. <laughs> um. But yeah, so they they kept her. She she had a ton of pain in her side, uh, side and stomach, abdominal area. Uh, they did a X ray. They they noticed some tenseness, some tenseness in her chest after she said she was having trouble breathing, which they ended up giving her breathing treatments for. They were completely unnecessary. She's like, yeah, of course my fucking chest is tense. Like, I've been vomiting for, like, the last 12 hours, and I'm in pain. Like, of course I'm having a hard time breathing. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah, no shit. So they treated her Be a regular gay. They gave her, like, a nebulizer treatment, and I I made fun of her. I'm like, hey, you know who else gets breath treatments? Baby girl. Tiffany. (laughs) The Sealer Panda. The Sealer Panda. But, so, uh, I... As soon as I found out she was gonna be staying overnight, I immediately was like, "I told, I told you guys, I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stay there. I didn't want her to be all alone." Uh, you such a swell guy. Such a swell gay. Swell gay. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the Legend of Chaw? No. Mother of God, you need to watch it. Well, we didn't play even... it last time. Do you want to play it? Again? I still haven't well, even I don't know. seen this the is his room. Show. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's my show. Maybe that was a dream. Whoa. Dream a little dream. You know, like I was I was thinking like when I when we were recording when Nick and I were recording uh Journey into Comics earlier this week, uh I I was I kept thinking like, man, some of this seems so, so familiar, some of it doesn't. It's like it, it's almost as if like Barry Allen went in and like fucked with the timeline. Perhaps and God, changed things around. God damn it, Barry. But yeah, what it if might Super, have been what if Superman just flew around the Earth and turned back time? Fuck, oh man, God damn it, Clark! 
Clark sucks. Fuck Superman. God damn it, Cal. <laughs> Skyler says, fuck out of my life, Cal. <laughs> Y'all can you get, out of, get out of my chat right now. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were, we were in the hospital all night. Uh, they were, they were really good about getting her medicine. Like that's all they did was just feed her fucking medicine. All that. Uh, she had theories on what could have been like they found blood and protein in her urine. Uh, which is usually a sign of like a kidney stone or kidney infection, or urinary tract infection. Yeah, they already ruled that out though. Um, I guess I didn't say that, but uh, yeah, they ruled that they were they ruled UTI out. Uh, all this stuff, all this stuff, and they they made no attempts at like like no no uh, ultrasound, no CAT scan. They they just instead of trying and and they were all they're worried more about her vomiting, more about her. Uh, shortness of breath rather than the pain well it's a it's a so i have a lot of issues with the medical industry but i knew this would trigger you in that in that in that regard they did the right thing because in a state of triage which is normally a mass casualty incident you treat you normally treat the things that are number one visible Number two, if you're laying on the ground bleeding profusely and you say, I hit my head and now there's blood coming out of my ears, okay, you have now jumped up the priority list because you have head trauma, so on and so forth. That's part of triage. So if a person says, I'm having chest pains, well, there's collapsed lung, heart attack. There's a whole list of shit that's very high priority. So... They did the right thing in that regard, but at the same time... Yeah, like, they they were just... As, as the night progressed, they should have moved to, okay, your pain isn't getting any better, your nausea has slightly subsided, but you're still having it. We need to... Obviously, an x-ray is only going to show you the bare minimum of things. Yeah, and they, 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 they said they were going to do a CAT scan. They never did. Well, um, as much as I, I agree that they should have... Um, She's going to have a very expensive bill for yeah, she is. for a night yep. at the hospital. It's a good thing they didn't do a casket. You no, know, granted, as long as there's nothing majorly wrong, it's a mm-hmm. good thing they didn't do a casket because that's a very expensive procedure. You know, you get to go in a robot and it gets to shoot a light on you for five minutes, and that's about six thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, it, it was crazy. So, like when the the change of the guard happened for mm-hmm. the night shift, uh, our her nurse for the night was like questioning everything they were doing they're like why didn't they do this why didn't they do this why aren't they addressing this pain you have instead of this like she was like i don't know why i don't i don't understand why they didn't do this uh and then she was very on top of about every half hour 45 minutes she was in our room great nurse like i mean she was still just feeding her medicine like fentanyl and stuff like that she was doing what she was charged to do yeah uh so she did a great job i think the last time she was in there was 3 a.m uh yeah, I slept in a I slept in this chair that all it did was recline. It had a, a little like leg lift. Mm-hmm. Uh and that that's I love it. leg lifts. Uh <laughs> so morning comes and the tra- change of guard happens again and we we didn't see anybody until about 8 a.m. and then about an hour later we saw someone at 9 and then we didn't see anybody again until 12:30. I was like, "That's ridiculous," mm-hmm. uh, and of course, it, it, was, it, it was a young, back, it was a younger nurse. It goes back to the triage thing that I just said. There's no, she's not bleeding, she's not screaming. Yeah. 
We she's get, not struggling to breathe. She's not high priority. If Miranda, she's in the medical field. Your wife is too. Uh, she has a lot to say about nurses. She's um, another thing is like we've we've dealt with this before. It's amazing the shift in tone and how much they give a fuck about you as soon as you mention, I don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. They immediately like, okay, well, uh, here's some Tylenol. See you later. <laughs> Part of that is, you know privatized hospitals well all hospitals are privatized yeah that's they're, they're, it's it's they're trying to make money they can't make money if you don't but have insurance. Part, part of that is actually the nurses doing the right thing because there's so many people that go to the emergency room on a daily best basis especially in a state like indiana where we have an opioid crisis yeah you know they basically uh hospital sale from doctor to doctor trying to get prescribed pain medication because their back hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't tell you why my back hurts, but my back really hurts. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I normally don't take a stance where I want to defend the medical industry or doctors because I have zero respect for doctors. I have not had one good experience with a doctor in my life to justify giving them respect. I don't care how many years they go to school. Every doctor I've ever had interaction with is a piece of fucking shit. So... On that same regard, I know someone who is uh, in the medical field. I'm not going to mention her name or where she works or anything like that, but she works for a doctor that offered her $10,000 to have sex with her, and she said no, and and his response was, well, I paid, and I'm, I'm not, I don't know this name, I'm just going to throw a name, I paid Jill over here. I, I bought her a new set of tits and she did it. Why won't you do it for ten grand? That what a fucking douchebag. Yeah, that's our medical industry. Yeah. So, I don't really have bad experiences with doctors. I just my opinion is I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm, I don't have experience with medical. Like I've been to the doctor. They tell me what's wrong. That's been my relationship. Yeah, that's, that's how mine's been. So I, I, I don't have a bad relationship. I haven't really had a bad relationship, bad experience. My only bad experience is like when I go into a place. Like recently, I had a bit of an issue where I thought I might have had a hernia scare again. High school, I had a hernia. I had surgery for it. Lots Re- of funny stories about that. Yeah. Recently, I thought I, you know, tore it open again because mm-hmm. I was having some major pains on my scar. So I was like, I need to go have this checked out. Really funny movie. <laughs> So, I go go there before I even get in and admit it. I'm like, hey, my insurance covers me, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, it covers you. Next thing you know, I get a bill for like four grand. And I was like, wait, you said insurance covered this. I understand I would have a copay, but when I asked you guys if I did, you said no. So, why are you telling me I have a copay now? Because otherwise, I would have just told you to go fuck yourselves. Right. So my only problem with our medical system is it's just too overpriced. I've I've got a lot to say about that in a in a second. <clears throat> so I I've mentioned this before in the past. If on this very show that I host. That's correct. If you're a doctor and I'm a doctor and we're both in medical school and you're the valedictorian and I am literally the bare minimum, absolute fucking minimum to pass my Pass my exams and get through the schooling. What are we both at that point? Doctors. Yeah, still doctors, yeah. 
so the quality level is outrageous from doctor to doctor even doctors that are specialized you know gastrointestinal neurological surgeons yada yada just you never know what you're going to get and and it, the sad thing is now you build a rapport with a doctor and two years down the road they might get tired of working for the hospital that they're working and fucking leave then you got to start it all over again I have not seen a gen- an actual fa- like I don't have a family doctor. I haven't had a family doctor since I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. because every time Same. I every time I try and get a relationship built up with a doctor, they leave. Or the last doctor I tried to get hooked up with was very referred, or a lot of people referred him to me, and I was like, cool. So I called to make you know just a general appointment, and they said it would be six months or so before I could be seen. What if I was fucking dying? Yeah. Well, I, I live in Chicago. And one thing that sucks about being up there is when I had to get, I had to get medically cleared before I could go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was referred to a surgeon. Really expensive beer, too. Yeah. Problem was... Taxes. The, the surgeon that they referred me to didn't have an appointment until like three months down the road. And I was like, I need to get back to work, so... Like I had to, I ended up having to come back down here like a week later mm-hmm. just to be seen by a surgeon in a relatively decent time. Right. And that's a, you know, you mentioned that in your prior point, how just, you know, what if you were dying like six months? Oh, go to the ER. That shit's expensive. Right. Like, what's like, and the, what's and an ambulance ride cost? About 10 grand. Yeah. It's and, and the quality of care that you're going to get, you don't, you don't know what it's going to be. It could be just like Miranda last night where they actually don't go through the steps and they don't treat and they don't diagnose, you know, they don't troubleshoot. They don't get to the bottom of anything. They just, they pump you full of any medication that they can. It's very expensive. And then they hope that you don't die while you're there. That's it. You yeah. know, it's just a fucking liability thing. A bag of saline, which costs 17 cents to manufacture, is over $300. Yeah. So if you go to the hospital and you're dehydrated and they put you they put you on fluids for six hours, every hour that's three $300 for a bag of fucking fluid. 300 bucks, 300 bucks, 300 bucks. Yeah, $1,800. Tyler, your wife Skylar comments, if you have a polyp removed and they place a tiny metal clip, that clip costs almost $3,000. That's my major thing with our like health system right now. It's just they say it's affordable, not really. <laughs> well, this, no. the the sad thing is, especially our generation, with the previous uh, presidential election, you know, we're the nation is reeling from Obamacare. You know, some people are like, "Yeah, this is good. Everybody should have to have insurance," and I I don't disagree. Every everyone should have health insurance. Yeah. Um, because. Obviously, healthcare is so expensive. Um, there's, it, it's just like everybody should have car insurance. It, I, I look at it the same way, but see, I, di- I differ on that point. Like, let's say, like you're a healthy, like mid twenties male, don't really ever go to the doctor ever for anything. I feel like you should have a choice on health insurance. Me, I don't have that option. I have a disease that I need prescription drugs for, so I have to have some kind of coverage on that. Right, but. If I what if I didn't have that, and I was told I needed to have insurance, then I feel like that's 
not fair because you're telling me how I need to spend my money. Like most of the things that we deal with as Americans. See, I don't like car being, insurance, being but told, car insurance but... understands – I understand car insurance a little bit more because the idea of an accident not being caused by you is much more likely to happen than like – I feel like a health-related accident. But look at but look else. but look at cancer as a as a car accident. Anybody can get it any day. You know, you can be the health. I had a teacher in high school that was the healthiest man in the world. That guy woke up every morning at four o'clock in the morning and would run like fifteen miles before school. And then while we were, I was an athlete in high school. While we were practicing, he was practicing with us. That yeah. guy was fit beyond mm-hmm. belief. That guy died in his early fifties. Yeah. From cancer. And I mean, I, I get that. I mean, I understand. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Absolutely. So, but again, it's like, I'm in my, I would, I would say like around 40. Like, you're kind of expected to have an insurance, especially, you know, you have a family, you have right. children. You're going to need to have some kind of coverage for like these smaller kids because, you know, immune systems aren't as well and everything like that. And then, you know, health risk increase as you get right. older. But again, like a male in her 20s, you know. Doesn't ever get sick, doesn't need to go to the doctor. Like, why should they have to have coverage on something that's likely never going to be used yeah. until I, later in their life? I don't I don't entirely disagree because normally I'm I'm conservative in the sense that I don't believe that we should have a government. I don't believe that the government has the right to tell me what to do. You, I'm sorry you said that. It made me think of Ron Swanson. He's you, like, what good is the government? Very very much. <laughs> yeah, and he works for the government. So you brought the question up to me, like, so I can walk up to him and punch him in the face? Yeah, you can. Well, how? Who on this earth has the authority to tell you that you can't do that? There's yeah. no one. Yeah. So... Who who are you, big government, to tell me how to live my life? You're you're not. The only reason I say we should all have health insurance is if something were to happen. If, you know, I were to wake up tomorrow and oh shit, I've got fucking hepatitis. I should probably, you know, I probably should have some health insurance to help take care of some of that cost. Because and and the the topic that I brought up in this last presidential election. There were so many people on board with uh, Bernie Sanders. You know, he's going to get us free college, and he's going to get us free health care, and take whatever political stance you may, but that shit's not free, number one. It's very expensive because of privatized health care, and I'll get to that. But Bernie Sanders, I don't know if he is now, but was the chairman of Veteran Affairs, which was in charge of the VA. I don't remember the exact figure, but I'm just going to say 10,000 veterans of any age and health level died in a course of one year waiting for medical care. That's free health care. You make health care free for everybody, and that's what you're going to have across the board. Because I already have to wait six months, and you had the same experience with the surgeon, six months to get an appointment. Well, shit. What if I'm dying and I need an appointment? Well, we we've we've set the precedent that if the shit's free and you gotta wait, you gotta wait and you're gonna die. It's like nothing's free. Absolutely, the money comes from somewhere. Whether that's gonna be higher taxes or you know they have to you know reprioritize budgets and everything like that, which I personally think it needs to be done regardless. 
That's just my opinion. The only thing about that, though, is like especially taxes. Taxes is a very, a very controversial topic. If I, I see if I if I have to pay taxes, I think it should be a flat tax. You keep the tax brackets the same. This is the exact dollar amount that you owe in taxes this year. This is what you pay, and you pay it. And obviously, it gets higher or lower based on your income. Mm-hmm. And it actually gets higher based on your income. Yeah, I say that again because the way our tax brackets are structured, you know, it it does, but it doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's so many tax breaks for people. That's right. Up top, that it offers them a chance to not necessarily make money, but not lose any. That's right. So, um, you do away with tax returns because you're paying your flat tax. No one ever overpays in taxes. You have no need to to give that money back to anybody, which you don't get. You know, I was paying a thousand dollars a month or a thousand dollars a paycheck at my last job in taxes. Mm-hmm. That's a thousand dollars a paycheck. That's fucking outrageous. Yeah, and I would get like two grand back at the end of the year. I paid a thousand dollars a month in taxes. How did I only get back two thousand dollars? Our taxes don't go. You know, people are like, "Well, our roads will suffer." Look at our fucking roads right now. <laughs> 60% of the fucking infrastructure in the United States is failing. We have pedestrian Indiana, bridges in Indiana Florida fucking memes. collapsing. There's funny, uh, there was a pothole on uh, in Chicago that literally the day after like all the big snow went away, it's like five in the morning, caused 12 flat tires. And this is on like I-90, major mm-hmm. interstate. That's astounding. It's astounding. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, and Again, I don't trust statistics because it's... it's. Well, 63% of statistics are made up on the spot. Thank you. Um, but the the last number that I saw was over 60% of our infrastructure in the United States is failing. Three years ago, four years ago, somewhere around there, we had a major bridge collapse on an interstate. Or, yeah, collapse on an interstate that DOT, Indiana Department of Transportation, knew the bridge was failing. So then they had a major campaign throughout the entire state to go around and address all the structural issues on all the major thoroughfares in our state. Oh, was that? Was that the I-65? Yeah. Like right over here? Well, it was outside of Lebanon. Oh, that. Okay. Well, you see, see, look at our infrastructure, and it came mainly from, like, post-Great Depression and everything like that. Like The big thing was post-World War II. Yeah. Because we had all these people coming back. We had... We had a, uh, a resurgence in the economy and yep. everything like that. So, you know, these roads and everything are 70 plus years old now. Mm-hmm. And it's like concrete's pretty strong, but it's not permanent. Well, the sad thing is, so we we build things now. We don't build them to last because we make money if things fail early. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a fact. Apple's doing yeah. it with cell phones Yep. right now. They've been caught doing it. They, they've admitted, yeah, we do that. So you buy more phones. You don't think every other major fucking business in the world is doing that? They are, because otherwise they quit making money. Yeah. Um, but I've lived in Germany, spent a lot of time in Europe. They never, I'll single out Germany, for example. I've been on the Autobahn. I've driven on the Autobahn. They never have a section of road shut down. They build a whole new fucking road to divert around the section that they're repairing. It is, it is, it, driving on the Autobahn is like driving on glass. 
It is that fucking smooth. That's what I've heard. Germany has the identical climate to Indiana. I say that again. Identical. It is hot and humid in the summertime. It is below zero and fucking cold as hell in the wintertime. And it snows a bunch. People people always say, well, we have the freeze and thaw. Nobody else has that. The entire Midwest has that. Yeah. Yep. Ohio yeah. has nice roads. Indiana has shit fucking roads. Illinois has shit fucking roads. Yep. That is a problem. Your taxes are not going to keep those, um, you know, being taken care of. They don't. Yeah. Again, I think that's part of, like, reprioritizing the budget. Absolutely. Like, I'm a fairly conservative guy, but, I mean, I don't really think our defense, like, section of the budget needs to be as much as it is as compared to, like, education and other things. Like, public schools are terrible. And a lot of places, especially where I live currently in Chicago, mm-hmm. like, public schools are awful. So, why don't we fund those more? Beats the shit out of me. Well, and so... Getting back to what I was saying about privatized, so I don't know, I can't say with utmost certainty that all of the major hospital organizations in the United States are privatized. I do know for a fact that it's the majority of them, much like the prison system. They set this list, and they still go off of this list of of like uh, baseline prices for things in the 30s. They set this in the 30s, and that is what has structured the medical industry, and the pharmaceutical industry since 1930, okay? That doesn't take into account inflation. That doesn't take into account breakthroughs that make things cheaper, you know, so on and so forth. We're still going off of a price um, outline from the 30s. And you have... People, whenever there's a major election or political controversy, people say, well, all the lobbyists for the defense industry and for oil, you know, they buy our politicians and they're steering our country. I'm sorry, folks. It is fact. Every major organization outside of the, of the medical industry combined does not lobby politicians as much as the medical industry does. And that includes the pharmaceutical companies. Yes. So... You have hospitals paying politicians to not pass legislation to make healthcare affordable so they can continue to turn a profit. Because, I'm sorry folks, when you show up to a hospital, they don't fucking care if you're alive or dead. They don't care if you walk in sick and walk out healthy or walk out healthy or walk in healthy and walk out sick. They don't give a shit. The only thing they care about is that you pay your bill and you pay it on time. Hospital administration, that is. I'm sure that there's some nice nurses out there. A- absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying as far as the organization, not yeah. not the individual people. And then you got doctors. They're they're more concerned about their statistics, their own statistics. Uh, In most cases, yeah. And they're they're they're. I I feel like a lot of a lot of the doctors are more on the administrative side mm-hmm. of things. They they are trained or they are programmed to think in terms of what the administrative side thinks. Nurses, however. Uh, they either want they're, they're a nurse because they want that title, or they're a nurse because they actually give a shit. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times when I have had to see a doctor, and and the administration asks me, "Hey, do you mind seeing a nurse practitioner?" Absolutely, send her in or send him in, no problem, because they they have taken the initiative, you know, not only to improve their quality of life and make more money, but 
they are working under the tutelage of a doctor. They can't practice without a doctor being above them, but they actually give a shit, in my experience. So no, I agree with that. It's fucking sad, man. We used to be the greatest fucking nation in the world, and now we're just a big ball of shit. <laughs> I'd agree with that. But, uh... Yeah. 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 It's a real... It's and See, it's sad, because... You know, we have all these medical breakthroughs. People are living longer than ever, you know, long, full lives. I don't mean living hooked up to machines, keeping them alive. We are living long, full lives, and our fucking healthcare industry just sucks. But so, hey, CBD oil's officially legal in Indiana. And see, <laughs> no one has the right to tell you you can't use it. It's no, fucking stupid. It. It was legal. It was it was in a, it was legal, but it was in a gray area of legal. And it was then, legal at the national level, not at the state level. But yeah. then some random fucking dude in Indiana legislator says, "I believe it should be illegal. I believe it's illegal." I'm a firm believer that the reason why like marijuana is illegal is just because of the newspaper industry, like the hemp, you know, thing of like how hemp is way cheaper to produce in paper. Dude in the newspaper back in like the 1920s was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose all my money. So started writing stories about how like, oh, well, these people smoke pot. And they were sleeping with all the white women. So freaked out people. That's so, the sad thing is that's not a theory. That's that's pretty much a proven fact. That's yeah. partially rooted in fact. And it's not just the newspaper industry. Look at the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, we have Eli Lilly. Look we're at not going to fucking legalize anything look at what it would do for cancer patients and people people with anxiety you know our opioid fucking crisis would almost go away there's no money in curing people that's right i heard lex luther say that once (laughs) are you hard right now (laughs) a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) yeah oh my god you got like fucking (laughs) You got a fucking. What are you wearing? Like a goddamn tennis ball on your head? Superman hat. That that doesn't distract from the fact that it's a tennis ball. It's very loud. You're very loud. <laughs> I am very loud. <laughs> uh, I, Don't I, attack my hat on my show. Stop bullying me. <laughs> but uh, I hate to say this because we're friends now, but Superman's my least favorite hero. I mean, I get that a lot. I, I'm used to people saying that he's my favorite. Obviously, he's a god. I don't. I don't say, what would Jesus do? I say, what would Clark do? That's fair. Jesus was a time traveler. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> Matt, you have... So, you have another show. I do have another show. Um, sadly, that show will be ending. Yeah. Um, so, I'm back in town just to uh, uh, hang out with some people before I move. I was recently offered a job to where I will be going up to Minnesota for three months. And then traveling around the country, setting up uh, computer networks and everything for Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies. So, unfortunately, my uh, my other shows shall be coming to an end. What about Podcastrophe? Um, Podcastrophe, I think I can do that pretty much anywhere. That's fair. We have Skype for business. We have technology. <laughs> we, we have we're technology. not cavemen. <laughs> now, so, flipping Zim, uh, I have not watched the most recent episode, and... Dude. This one has Nick Russell. Oh, awesome. Well, because we uh, have the technology to stream, uh, we have streaming technology here in, in this household, 
uh, we're all gonna watch it, and I'm gonna we're all gonna react to it for like I know Tyler's never seen it. I edited it, so I mean I've seen it. Ah. <laughs> so we're just gonna go ahead and watch it. I love your Patriots hat, by the way. Those poops will get you. Yeah, I know, I know, but just, just one thing. I only need one thing, and plus, I still got poop. That's 
ritual poop? It was a ghost poop. I thought I had poop, <laughs> but it wasn't real poop. After we'll get white castle, promise. I just just this one thing. Okay, fine. Um Yeah, whatever. Okay. You spike the lens. <laughs> I love how his glasses just randomly disappeared. We actually filmed a scene where he was like, hey, hold my glasses to kind of cover that up. The wind was really bad that night. I know, right? That guy's wearing a cowboy hat. That's my cowboy hat. <laughs> the penguin 
Bandit strikes again, this time at a local hospital. Witnesses reported that the bandit was seen with a young man. <laughs> that was a good thing with that wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. They could just roll it right in. Yeah. Still scared, though. What if there were cameras? Some sauce. You're pretty disguised with the penguin onesie. Dude, positioning this camera over and over again for this dashboard was fucking annoying. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, White Castle. Yeah, sliders. I still gotta poop. I can't believe they didn't serve us White Castle, man. I know. I'm just trying to forget about it at this point. I'm so hungry. This is the debut of Nick Russell. I don't have to do that. I'm so worried. And it's fantastic. This took us about seven times to shoot because we couldn't stop laughing. Nick's fucking all right. I don't think it's a zombie. Come, come. Uh, yes. Boys, I'm going to need you to step out of this car right now. Uh, what? May I, may I ask why? You do something wrong? I'm from the El Paso Sheriff, Texas Department. I'm going to need you to step out of this car right now. Sir, we're Chicago. We're in Chicago? That sounds like lift to me, boy. Get out of this car right now! Looks like I forgot the law and order sound bit there. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we always have an after credit scene. This is basically stolen straight from the Avengers movie, this after credit scene. Hell yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I enjoyed that one. I enjoy you. Hey, we got Josh Pinkard in here. I haven't seen him in forever. Hello, Josh Pinkard. Yep. Yeah, like, like I could not. You can actually even see it there. I was trying not to laugh with Nick talking. Because at one point he, he tried to grab the sheriff's badge. And he grabbed the tie and shoved it in my face. <laughs> I think that would have been funnier. <laughs> but I was just like, I well, I couldn't keep a straight face. I was just dying laughing. The mm. first shot too, where we're shooting, watching cops, made me just keep dying too. 
Because Felipe couldn't really keep a straight face. And he was like, you imagine being on cops? Stupid, right? And I'm just like, oh my God, please stop. Why are you, why are you, why are you sweaty? Just watching cops. Dude, that, that was it's, such a cut. That was an awesome a, deep cut. That's a Step Brothers reference. Yeah, reference, not cut. What am I talking about? I, I don't hate know. you. I... I slept in a really shitty chair last night. That doesn't give you the. Uh, I never finished that part of the stupid. story. I never finished that part of the story. So I, I sat. I slept in this really shitty chair that only like had like a leg recliner thing. It didn't recline back. And this morning, uh, one, not even one of the technicians or anybody, like the the janitor lady that came in and she's like, "Do you guys care if I clean like mop the floor and stuff while you're in here?" And we're like, I wanted to be like, "Yeah, get the fuck out of here," but I'm like sure that she's like do you want me to get you a chair that we got we have chairs that fold out into beds <laughs> and i'm like no i'm fine why the fuck didn't they offer that to me like last night when they asked me if i was staying because they have to clean it and you gotta ask for that shit motherfuckers <clears throat> goddamn health care system not a fan not a fan of not iu fan. health iu health fucking blows dick i'm uh I'm just not a fan of a lot of things. Like yesterday, I got in an argument about the whole gun control thing, and I yes, <laughs> I should have just kept to my normal Facebook activity of looking at dog pictures. Right. So I knew I knew Pod Daddy Nate Phillips had posted a couple things on it, and then as soon as you as you posted, I made one simple post. You made one post, tagged Nate in it, and said like I should have just kept reading the comments. I shouldn't have commented. And I knew I was like, oh man, you got involved in gun control, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> You're like, I did, man. I stayed out did of you? it. I did too. Although he posted one today, and someone posted something about keep. You're not gonna take my god away or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like I I commented. Luckily, I didn't get an endless stream of notifications. But all I said I had was one LOL. from someone I'm convinced had a little bit of Aspergers, and uh, it was just real bad. Yeah, I read all those comments. Like, it was real bad. <laughs> like again, I'm fairly conservative, and I feel like what I said wasn't anything remotely what she said I was saying. I read. I, that's I how it. that's how the liberals do, man. She was like God extreme damn. conservative, though. Like the thing is, they're the exact same people. Like Thank extreme you. liberals and extreme conservatives, they're the same people. Well, even farther than that, we have we have the two pirate party governments, two pirate. We have the two pirate government party <laughs> system, and uh, they're all the same fucking people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we got they, Ed, they, we got Ed Thatcher over here, and then we got this other guy over here. I always I always look at South Park as being like the true like thing where they're like giant douche, giant douche or turd turd sandwich. That's who you're voting for each time. But it it goes even farther than that because. If you're liberal front runner and I'm conservative front runner, we, you know, listen to our people in the House and the Senate, and they're like, "Hey, for the next four years, you're gonna get what you want, and then for the next four years, we're gonna get what we want, and if you don't give us what we want, we're gonna make it so you can't get what you want." Well, like so it just goes back and forth, and it, it's one government body. It is one political party who just trades favors back and forth. It is not it, it, it we have a fucking sham. It's a fucking it's all a simulation. It's all a fucking charade. One thing that like I had to study political science when I attended Purdue because I was a social studies guy. And one thing I learned was 
Because everybody's like, oh my gosh, like, why are these people, like, you always change your viewpoints. Well, that's part of political strategy. When you're, you know, doing the, you know, trying to get nominated, you're obviously trying to appeal more to, like, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, to more of your side. So you tend to lean more towards those views. Once you get nominated for, like, a presidential candidate, you have to appeal more to masses. That's right. So, like, look at it as a, as a spectrum. Conservative on, like, the one side, and then liberal on the other. And then... Right down the middle is where, like, the president probably should be. And they slowly work their way towards the middle when after they get nominated. So, like, for the most part, I've, I categorize myself as independent. I don't really see myself as I side with this group. I look at the individual, like, topic, and I have my viewpoints and, mm-hmm. you know, opinions. That's the way it should be. On each topic. But yeah. there's people that are, like... Oh no! It's all Republican or nothing. That's how red like, or blue, red or blue. That's how you see people get reelected. Me, I'm one of the few people that I say, you know, Donald Trump's going to be president again after next election, most likely. Because More than likely, it's not common for a president to get elected and then not get reelected. Like where I'm, where I live currently, everybody's like, "Fuck Trump! Fuck Trump!" Blah 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 blah. It's the same way here. There's still quite a bit of people I know that live here that are like, oh, I think he's doing a great job. So. We work with a couple of those. So. Hey. Trump's not doing a bad job. Like, I, I See, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't say he's doing a bad job. I think he's an idiot, but. Uh, they're all idiots, yeah, Blaine. They are all fucking I idiots. Know. I don't really have an opinion on what he's doing. I don't pay attention to politics I don't pay attention much. to the presidency. Just that's, because that's my I'm dude like, right there. what's the point? Because, really, your decisions aren't going to affect me too much. like mm-hmm. For the most part. you're doing Yes, you're making national decisions, but your decisions aren't going to take effect until after you're already gone. I, I, try not to, I try my best not to worry about the presidency. I try to worry, and I don't even worry about this much, but I try more so to worry about the House. Because Here, that's where the decision is. Here's really the made. problem. Especially right now, we'll say in the last three years, Racial tension, racial tensions are high. I can't ever talk when I'm recording. I can't talk ever. Yeah, I feel you. But Morgan Freeman had an interview a couple years ago about Black History Month. Yeah, you and I have talked about that a little yeah. bit. In a just the quick synopsis of what he said was basically, if we quit focusing on race, we would not have any any of these issues. There is not a race problem. It's a people problem. It's a people problem because I have an African-American uncle. When I tell people about my uncle, I don't say, this is my black uncle. This is my African-American uncle. This is my uncle. Yeah. Well, we as a society are so ingrained because of the two-party system, which is actually a one-party system, to divide and separate ourselves. You cannot control people who are united. You can control people who are divided. That is the whole game, folks. It is a game, and we are a part of it, and we are being played. We're all a bunch of pawns. That's exactly right. So, um, kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. You were talking about how race isn't the problem, it's the people problem. Well, before that. Morgan Freeman. Before that, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. I'm Morgan Freeman. I remember Andy Dufresne when he got butt fucked in Shawshank Redemption. Um, 
But he never saw the sisters again. No, he didn't. <laughs> they got beat into a bloody pulp, and yes. it was glorious, much as it was when he got butt fucked. Anyway, but we had those delicious beers on the roof. Yes, we did. <laughs> I don't condone sodomy, but Andy Dufresne enjoyed it. Don't tell me he didn't. Change my mind. <laughs> but uh, um, it goes back to what I said to you a little bit ago about the who has the right to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. Black, white, blue, purple, orange, rainbow. I don't give a shit. If you are gay, heterosexual, if you if you believe you are a cat and you dress up as animals and fuck each other, that's none of my business. As long as you're not doing it in the street and trying to do it in my home and force it down my throat. Paul, force Thank it down you. Throat. It is not I, my business. Why okay? can't people understand that? Like, Be, well, other I don't people like things do. getting forced down my throat as much as the next guy. But well, I, I mean, like, force what, this down your throat. What people don't understand this is dick. like these people aren't affect, like they don't affect you directly. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember, I remember what path I was going down. Now, like, now. go ahead. But like PDA, I hate PDA for anyone. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I I'm, don't want to see it. I'm married. The most I'll do in public, I might pinch my wife's ass, maybe, but I'll hold her hand. I think there's an acceptable level of PDA, and there's not. Well, if you're, if I don't want to see anybody on the park bench. Yeah. That's a little bit. I don't want to see excessive. anybody just like making out in yeah. the middle of the street. I don't want to see. Your ass hanging out in mm-hmm. the middle of the street. Whether that goes, I think that you're goes a hot for, girl goes, or a hot guy. That goes for fuck. men or women. Yeah. Like, I live in a very liberal place right now. Yep. And yes. I see stuff there that I'm just like, why the fuck are you out here like this? Mm-hmm. Are you tr- Like, if you're trying to make a statement, cool for you, but I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't have to see it. Yeah. I shouldn't have to see it. I'm also a believer in, like, you have the right to refuse business to whoever the fuck you want. That's right. Like, why should there be? Why should you be forced to serve somebody that you don't want to? That's your choice as a business owner. Absolutely. Because regardless, it's costing you business. So mm-hmm. why in the world should it matter? But like, ah, I fucking hate this country. I do too. <laughs> no, see, the sad thing is, we love this country, but we hate what it's become. That's the yeah. best way to put it. Yeah. Because, because the ideals that this country was founded upon. And what we were up until, you know, the, how do I want to put it, the revolution of the 1960s, we were still on a pretty good path. We were we were the pinnacle of fucking society. You know, obviously we had the racial injustices, and I don't condone that, and that was bad. It was terrible. Um, as far as, like, values... We had other, values. Other than, you know, kind of the racial and sexual problems we had back then, there there were the values that, you know, were instilled in people that s- seemed to actually give a shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like, yes, we have all these personal freedoms, technology, we are way further than what we were two years ago. But back then, we we were the pinnacle of manufacturing. Yeah. Now we're like, eh. It's too expensive to make shit here. Yeah. So I, I remember the path that I was going to go down, though. With big big government is never the issue. I'm sorry, people, if you disagree, do your research. The Civil War is a big topic in the last year and a half, two years especially, you know, with, with the Confederate flag and flags or, and uh, statues being torn down. N- number one, there is no reason to tear statues down. No. Because 
that that is a part of our history and you cannot you cannot ignore history. That history is there so you don't repeat mistakes in the future. Good or bad. Good or bad. It's it's there for a reason. It's there to be learned from and studied. Yep. But we did not fight the Civil War for slavery. I'm no. sorry, people. It was for state rights. This nation was founded upon the ideals that the states would govern themselves. The national government was there to keep the, the states in check. And if the national government needed to get involved, it would. But other than that, it was to fucking stay the hell out. This is my dude right here. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> it was to stay the fuck out. The states were free to make their own decisions, to govern the people which resided in in, in the in the state lines. That's why... Yeah, I'm I'm fucking going ham on this. You're, you're getting this really aggressive. Drawer over here. Fuck the shelf. But <laughs> that that's why states have individual laws, and that's why we have governors, and that's why we have senators. State senators because yeah. the senator is there to relay between the president and the governing body and the national government and the governor, and then the governor's constituents, the people that you know reside in among in among that state. So. We went to civil war because we did not want the national government to have more power. Half of us are like, "Hey, come on now, we don't we don't need this." And then the, the northern states specifically are like, "Well, we want this. We want we want them to have more power, which is in reality them having more power because yeah. they had allied themselves with the national government." And then the southern states are like, "Well, fuck this, I'm out." You know, good, bad, or indifferent, we'll go do shit by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we went to war, and then and then we had a president elected that was, you know, very pro big government, and we're gonna we're gonna stop slavery, and we're gonna do all these things that are right and just. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the abolishment of slavery is a bad thing. Abraham Lincoln was the worst president ever. <laughs> yeah, but you know the sad thing is when 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 we as people who are educated bring that up, people are like, "Well, it was for slavery," and and you think slavery is good, and that's where we should be at. No, no, that's not it at all. No. Again, that's what that's kind no. of what I was having the issue with yesterday. Is yeah, people, you say one thing, and in order for them to kind of argue against you, mm-hmm. they say, "No, you said this." That's like, when did I say this? That's right. I never said this. I never made any accusation of anything that you're saying I did. And I feel like that's the problem is people don't want to listen or debate anymore. Well, I don't they even I don't even to... I don't even know if it's that they want to listen. I don't think people have the capacity to listen anymore. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. I think it is so ingrained in our society that Europe you are entitled to your opinion, which is True and just, everybody should have a voice and be entitled to their opinion, but we're to the point now where it's, my opinion is fact. Yeah. You know, I have nothing, I have no ground to stand upon, but by God, because I have this opinion, and I'm entitled to it, and you have a different opinion, you're fucking wrong, and I'm right no matter what. Also, yeah. people, there, there's been a huge uh, problem with communication between people anyways. People don't listen to consume what you're saying they listen to react well and part of it is most of the time we communicate with technology we don't yeah. we don't speak face to face anymore That's so true. brandon and i had this discussion today if i text you something you the host of foodies watching movies host of foodies watching movies and the poor report and the poor report but you <laughs> you if i text you something and you read it you read that in your mind 
yeah. how you would imagine me saying it, but you don't know what tone I am in, intending when I send you that message. So if I said, hey, how you doing today? Something very simple. Hey, girl. You want some fuck? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you could take that as me making sexual advances at you. It's stupid to think of it that way, but it, it, it's true. That's how it happens. Yeah. All, all, he, all he was saying was, hey. You want some fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't see how that can be taken sexually. <laughs> but yeah, no, fuck I, off, Blaine. I, that, fuck that's, off. That's definitely the problem, too, is we don't communicate face-to-face. And then we just we have a refusal mm-hmm. to listen or lack of capacity to even listen. Mm-hmm. And then if we do listen, it's to react to something. Now. Yep. I mean, just look at the Internet. The Internet is the main source of communication now, and it is what, like, this is a bullshit statistic, which is what, like 63% of all statistics? Right. But, uh, like, what is it, like 99% trolls now that are just, like, trying to fucking trigger you? Yeah. No, 99 is, like, a bit of a high number. Um, all right, 98. I think, I think you need to rethink. 97 and a half. <laughs> I think you, I need, you need to rethink uh, your made-up sp- statistic. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Get the fuck out of my life, Tyler. Get the fuck out of my life, Blaine. Watcha! Fuck you, Iraq. <laughs> But you no, need to watch it, Jaw. it it really we'll watch it, it really is fucking sad because we we are the most educated generation in history mm-hmm. by far. That is fact. And at the same time, we are the biggest group of fucking dumbasses ever. Is it we're dumbasses or we're lazy? It's a, it's a combination of both. Yeah. Cuz yeah. here's here's one of the Because problems. we're not we're not just physically lazy, we are intellectually lazy. Here's one of the problems I feel like I've had for the past few years. And this is me personally. I don't know if this resonates with anybody. Coming out of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. None of us did. And I mean, like, I went to college. I got a degree. I picked a bullshit career that I thought I might like. And when I kind of got into it, I realized this isn't for me. So I've been kind of bouncing around from job to job, feeling like some jobs are too beneath me to do because... My whole life has been ingrained with, oh, if you believe you can do something, you can do it. You just have to work at it, and then you have to do this and this. Well, problem is you have to work your way up to it mm-hmm. through entry-level jobs. And for like the longest time, I would see like a job that I was working, and I'm like, this isn't what I want to fucking do. I'm miserable. Why the fuck am I even here? Right. And I think that's a problem with like our generation. Is because some of us don't want to do the dirty jobs like myself. Well, we're we're the generation that we're in that weird time where like, and I hate to use cheesy internet internet stuff, but we most of us know how to use a rotary phone. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can jump and completely tear apart a computer and do all this shit digitally, and we are. A generation that that's rooted in two different time periods. Yeah, you, yeah, we are. Yeah, and now, now that most of us are becoming adults, the last 10, 15 years, we're used to having everything at the tip of our fingers anytime we want. And now that we're having children, our children don't have the experiences that we had when we were kids. The example of like, what's a payphone? Absolutely, you know. What's a blockbuster? What's a well? I mean, 
that that's a really stupid one to bring up, but it's perfect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I had to I had to go to the movie store. Yeah, and we, Video we Express. Now, the generation that is like where we're having kids, they don't know what non-streaming is. Mm-mm. Yeah, we had in in the good old town of Delphi, we had a blockbuster come in and destroy our local business of Video Express. Yeah. Only to die a couple years later because Netflix. Yeah. No. But, you know, we had... Tearing us apart, Blockbuster! We had to go to the movie store on Friday night and hope to get the the VCR or, you know, the VHS tape that we wanted. Yeah. And it may or may not be in stock, so we had to pick something else. It might have been crap, but we got a movie, you know. And we had commercials. We still have commercials. I know people who have kids that their kids throw a fucking tantrum when there's a commercial on TV because I still they're used do that, to actually. I'm just like, why can't I skip this fucking ad? Right. <laughs> but I mean, we are so ingrained to have things right now that we can't we can't be patient and we can't take time. And a guy that I used to work with, an older guy, told me this when I first started. You know, we were having discussions just like this. It was very calm. Nobody Should have started a podcast. Nobody ever. He doesn't know how to use a cell phone. <laughs> um, but none of us ever. You know, neither of us ever got heated. What is this devil machine? <laughs> <laughs> Magic picture box. <laughs> but Ron Swanson when he gets the iPod, yep. he's just like he put all my records in this rectangle. It's a good rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nick Offerman so much. But we don't. You cannot change someone's beliefs. You might. I might, if if you and I spent a couple days together and did nothing but discuss things, I might be able to change your opinion on a few things, but if you believe something, I am never, no matter what I do, going to change your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Only you as a person can change that. We are to the point now in society where we only believe in money, which is an abstract, imaginary thing anyway. Yeah. We haven't had a gold standard since the 50s. So I'm sorry, folks. When you pull that dollar out of your wallet, that is an imaginary thing. It is not real. And it will never be real again. It's about as real as the mountain of credit card debt I have. That's your own fault for being dumb. That's No, that's pretty fucking real, Blaine. <laughs> I know. They will, they, they will come... You know, uh, You know one of the things that is real... And I think we should do away with immediately the IRS. Yeah. Go to flat tax, do away with the IRS, because the IRS is the strongest organization in the world. If they, if you owe the IRS money, they will find you, and they will take everything that you own, and then continue to take everything that you own for the rest of your Even life. Even if you don't owe them anything. That's right. I mean, what was that news story the other, uh, like a year or two ago, about a guy who was a self-sufficient dude that lived off the grid. He was like a war veteran. Yeah. But like he collected solar energy, rainwater. Like he was self-sufficient on land that he purchased through like his GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And the government came and taxed him over it. Because he wasn't paying property taxes. Yeah, because he wasn't paying like some tax that he shouldn't have owned owed them yep like that's fucked up yep but so we we cannot change each other's beliefs we can only change our own beliefs but you put it perfect when you said that we're lazy we are so fucking lazy that we will not put the time in and do the research and form our own opinions and say you know what that really is wrong i shouldn't i really really, should we have to wait for somebody to tell us yep 
what it what's going on well and, that, and whether that information is correct that goes back to what you brought up about the public school system we are so used to being obedient and not actually being educated that that has been taught to us since we were we were children starting from about age three when you go to preschool if you go to preschool um which i would suggest your kids do <laughs> that's just for social interaction for children right but that's why daycares are a good thing. Yeah. From the age of about three until 18, we have been taught to be obedient mm-hmm. and listen, listen, listen with the occasional, hey, what do you want to do when you get older? I don't fucking know. Yeah. You tell me. You've been telling me everything to do my whole life. I'm fucking 18. How am I supposed to know life? That's right. Like, one thing my parents tell me all the time back when they were in high school, they used to have a class called Life Skills 101. Yep. And they would teach you, you know, basic cooking, cleaning. How to know, do taxes. Basically home ec. Right. That we had in middle school. Yeah. That died soon after. Yeah. What the hell happened to that course? Because, like, now they're offering it in, like, universities. That's too fucking late. It is. Well, it's really sad. When I graduated high school, I had a very tight core group of friends. Most of them didn't know how to write a check. <laughs> Checks were still very viable in 2010 when i graduated high school Mm -hmm. yeah i don't write them every day but if i need to i know how to write a check you know how many fucking people we know who don't know how to write a check who don't know how to do taxes don't know how to balance a checkbook and we wonder why our generation have the highest fucking credit card debt since credit cards became a thing yeah you know we're not taught accountability God we're damn not, it, Blaine. We're not taught ownership. God damn it, Blaine. There are honestly people our age that rack up credit card debt and then like, wait, I have to pay this? That is now that is an extreme example, but there are there are literally people that are that are like that. Well, I How fucking sad is that? I had to explain to some people up in Chicago where they're like, oh well, I don't have to pay any interest, so I just need to use my credit card now and just rack it up as much as possible. It's like, why? No. And I try to tell them, I'm like, listen, this is what you should do with a credit card. And if you don't know how to do this, listen up, people. PSA pay, for you. Pay your monthly bills, things that you have to pay monthly on a credit card. Mm-hmm. That builds up your credit better because that is something you'll have to pay each month. So you will use your credit card, build up that credit, then pay off the credit card each month. Uh, immediately after you... you- so you like if you have the option to pay your rent through online banking mm-hmm. or through like an online service, do it. Pay your internet bill through a credit card. Pay all those monthly bills that you can do online via credit card with that card, and then immediately pay it off. Exactly, because then you don't have any credit card debt, but you build up that credit. Mm-hmm. It's it's a simple thing. Yeah, I, I have another card that gives you points, and so only you buy cash gas back with it. Our points, and. You can eventually put that money into an account that you already have or you're going to open or establish in the future, and it'll accumulate interest. A small amount, but it'll still add some money. Shit. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, these are the things that we need as a, as a society and as a people need to be taught, and it, it's strongly lacking on mm-hmm. all fronts. You know, my parents, which... I didn't have, I had grandparents, um, didn't teach me how to manage money. I had to figure that out on my own. 
That is managing money is not something you should have to learn on your own. No. My parents somewhat mm. taught me that, not to the fullest extent that I wish they would have. Part of the problem is we as a society are taught to live so far beyond our means because of things like credit cards, because of things, well, I can just I can bring out take out another mortgage on my house and then I can buy all the shit that I want. Yeah. Don't don't take out a home equity line of credit. Don't. No, don't do that. I have a personal line of credit that's a little bit different. Somewhat still the same thing. Don't do it. No. It's money that you think that you have. You don't really have it. No. And then when you, for whatever reason, you can't pay it, then you're fucked. Yeah. Because those amount to late fees and late fees add up. Trust me, I used to work at a bank. And all the extra interest Mm -hmm. that then gets tacked on when you have late fees. Yep. You know, the big one that I found anyway is... Like furniture stores, 48, 48 months, no interest. You, you you go about six months, you're ahead on your payments, then something happens, you get behind on your payment, it's like, oh, fuck, I, I've got 48 months, I can, get, I can get caught back up, and then you don't ever get caught back up, and then 48 months later, hey, here's fucking four years worth of interest coming right at you, and you have to pay oh, it, yeah. you have to pay it right now. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> no, I had a... Had a little bit of an issue like that with my Best Buy card. I bought it on their. Be- I bought it on the Best Buy my new laptop on a Best Buy card, and it was like a year no interest. I was like, got a full year to pay it off. Oh, the Best Buy card. Unfo- I'm well, unfortunately with. for that year, we moved up to Chicago, and I struggled finding a job for that whole year. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, I was able to finally get something, got it taken care of. But you know, that kind of shit can come bite you in the ass. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm very aware of the I know you're the very best aware. the best buy card biting of the ass. <laughs> Blaine, also known as Captain Credit Card Debt, champion Wolverines. <laughs> I'm 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 slowly crawling my way out of that. That's good. That's good that mm-hmm. you're working to get out of it though, because a lot of people once they get in it, they just declare bankruptcy and start over again. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. A lot of people have told me to do that. I'm not gonna do that. No. Because uh, that takes a shot at your credit. Another people, a lot, another people, a lot of people are also giving me shit because uh, this summer, once my lease is up here, I'm moving in with our friend Joe. Your my, friend, Joe. my friend Joe. <laughs> I love the quick correction. I'll fucking kill you, Joe, if you're watching this. He'll murder you. I don't know you, Joe. I. But before don't he watch does, this. <laughs> before he does, you, you know what to do good. with your will. I made somebody cry a couple weeks ago. He did. Nice. Fact. Uh, but no, so I'm moving in with him, and he's letting me. He he has told me for the first couple months I'm allowed to live there for free, and then my rent's only two hundred dollars after that. That's a heck of a deal. I know, no utilities. Every, okay, so why wouldn't I jump at that? I have a ton of credit card debt that I'm trying to get under control, and I'm trying to move on to the next phase of my life. For me, it'd be a pride thing. It sucks, but you know I gotta get I gotta do I, something about. Don't it. get me wrong. I've told you that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Even though I don't entirely agree with it, I think you're doing the right thing for your situation. Yeah, situationally, it's the right thing. Right. But I have tons of people being like, "Well, why don't you just aren't aren't you gonna move in with your girlfriend? What's your girlfriend think about this? Like, aren't she aren't isn't she the one? Or aren't you gonna get married to her? Or like, what? What? Why aren't you moving in with her? For it's one, like, that's none of their business. Ab- yes. Thank you. Yes. Exactly. God, we are friends. <laughs> Exactly, I agree. And two, it's just like, well, I'm not gonna if I if I move in with her after the end of this lease, which trust me, I would love to do. If I could move in with her right now, I would. But if I move within there with 
in with her at the end of this lease, uh, I'm not going to get anywhere financially. And then I'm going to be stuck. I'm still going to be stuck where I'm at, whether I'm spending money that I don't have and or not. And on top of that, too, you're dragging your debt to her, too. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and people are like, well, that, that's right. what she's there for. She's there, she, you're, you're supposed to help each other out. I'm like, no, this is my debt. I'm taking care of it myself. Um, on top of that, like, I don't want when we move in together. I don't want my financial burden to burden our relationship. That's well, one, yeah, there's that's no reason the, you should force yourself to struggle. That's one of the biggest things that will hurt a marriage, exactly. especially an early marriage it's or money. early relationship, is financial instability mm-hmm. or financial pressure onto one person. I've seen it. I've had it happen. Yeah, I've lived it. I've lived it. I, I the woman I'm currently married to. I've only been married once, by the way. Um. You know, we've had a bit of issues sometimes so with financial. Yeah, so far. <laughs> I have a lot of future ex-wives that I've introduced that way. But, uh, yeah, we've struggled financially. We've had financial pressure, and it's put a strain on our relationship mm-hmm. at times. So why would you take that into a, a relationship that's still somewhat new? I don't know how long no. you and Miranda have been together, but we're, I don't think it's been like we're a year. Go, we're like going three on six days. months. Three days. Three six days. months. That's still new. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like, it's something... Oh, speak of the devil. Hey, Miranda. She lives. <laughs> but, no, uh, it's it's something that I learned when I was engaged. Like, I, I learned really early on, not from experience, but from people telling me, hey, the biggest thing that is probably going to tear you guys apart is money. Yeah. That is the biggest thing mm-hmm. couples, like, serious couples struggle I don't know with. if that'd be the biggest thing, but it's definitely, like, a top two, top three. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I just... Yeah, I, I I learned that, and so like going forward, and this is probably my most serious relationship since then, in six years. Just be a regular gay. It, like I'm not the, I know I know better, so I'm not gonna go into this, and we're not gonna become a household until I know I can I have this shit under control. Handle your shit. Yeah. Before you take it to somebody else. Yep. Yes, exactly. So that that's that's my big thing. But yeah, anybody those. Those people are like, hey, why don't you just do this? Blah, 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 blah. Hey. Like, hey, shut the fuck up. None of your business. Yep. If they got a problem, it's going to be a boy. <laughs> I have no problem explaining my side and I or defending my side. But it, this thing is, we don't need to defend our we don't side, have to. Blaine. We don't have to, no. And I, uh, I never once said I had to or felt that I needed to. I just do it. I have, I, can. I have a phrase that I use a lot, and I've, I've, I've brought it on to Blaine mm-hmm. and a couple other people. It's WWTD. What would Tyler do? There's only one answer, and it's always fuck off. Tell you know, if some off. if somebody if somebody's saying, "Hey, you should do this with your finances," and blah 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 blah, fuck off. WWTD. What would Tyler do? Fuck off. I got, my personal opinion is, unless you ask for somebody's help, bam, or they make an actual valid point, mm-hmm. I give him lots of financial advice. Yes, like, he actually listens. I'm surprised. Like Unlike if they make people. an actual valid point, or you ask for it. Keep your goddamn nose out of someone else's business. We are so consumed. You know, we all have problems. You said... (laughs) Everybody got (laughs) problems. Finances has has burdened your marriage a little bit. It has done the same thing to mine. Um, We're strong, independent people who don't need no people. So we... (laughs) We... Make my fish! We, uh... That was a serious one. Yeah. We, uh... Skylar. We've we've leaned on each other, and you know my previous job, I made a lot of money, and 
I don't make a lot of money now, and it, it's it's been a struggle. Same. But we've leaned on each other like married people are supposed to do, and we survive, and we continue to do it, and we're building to a better future, you know? Not many people our age can say that we own a house. You know, obviously, I don't own my house. My bank owns the house, but... Yeah. You know, I have a mortgage. Not many people who are 26 years old can say, I pay my mortgage every month. Most of us are saying, I pay rent every month. Yeah. You know. Skylar says, you want fish too? No, no fish. It was rhetorical fish. (laughs) It's a fake fish. (laughs) It's a fake fish. But, uh. Ron. (laughs) Shoot. My daughter, my daughter's almost two. And, you know, she's starting to talk a lot. And you'll look at her and say, say fish. Shoe, say shoe. Shoe, fish and shoe are now the same word. So I'm having a hard time grasping all this. Make my shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it goes back, it goes to gun control and religion and, you know, uh, your sexual preferences and, and the choices that you make in life. Unless you are directly damaging somebody else, stay the fuck out of other people's business, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. The I, I personally have a problem with feminism as a whole. I do not disagree that women should be treated equally as men, and I have never seen an instance in my life where they're not. I don't believe in the term toxic masculinity. I have had to and, and white privilege. I have Fuck had to that. I have had to work and earn everything that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. And I continue to do that. My wife has done the exact same thing. My previous job, I worked with women. We all got paid the same. Yeah. I did more work and, and I did more work than them. They made the same money as me. I didn't rally in the street and say, you know, I need the the testosterone movement because I'm doing all this work, and they're making the same money as me. It's none of my fucking business. Stay out of it. Yeah. This is why I love the comedian Bill Burr. i big because, fan of Bill Burr. You know, he hits the nail right on the head. Uh, what's, he has a one little t- uh, talk where he's talking about feminism, and uh, he's talking about what Oprah said one time, and she's like, she has the most difficult job in the world. She's a mother. And he's like, oh, yeah, all those mothers dying of black lung every year. Yep. But, like, I'm... I'm like you. I'm all about like women's rights, equal pay, all that stuff. But I've never seen an instance where they haven't been paid equal. No. Nope. Yeah. Exactly. And to be honest, I've kind of experienced some uh, bias because I'm a male. My line of work that I was in for the longest time was with, you know, a lot of at risk youth and, you know, troubled teens. One point, there was a guy who went to grab a gun. And we had to evacuate a park. I was the only male that worked there. Guess who got to go outside and wait for him to show up? Why the fuck was it? Why did it have to be me? That's right. They got paid the same amount. So just shit like that. White well, privilege I've seen. Matt, that's just because of you know where I currently live and some of my other experiences. Like, And that kind of falls to what we were talking about with public education. Right. I've... I've taught at schools that, you know, a minority is white students who make up 10% of the student body, whereas it's a 85% black, and then the other, like, 10 is Hispanic. And I've seen how those schools are funded and everything, and it's not good. And that's 
that's where I see white privilege. I've had a lot of schooling and multicultural diversity and everything. I've seen that whole spiel. However, I'm not a fan of things like affirmative action and other thing like anything like that. I believe the person who is best qualified should get the job. That's right. Whether you're male, female, white, black, Asian, I don't give a fuck. If you're qualified, you should get the job. That's right. And that happens in what schools, workplaces now. Affirmative action should be there just for the oper- for the the opportunity to be considered for the position. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about equal opportunity employment. Yes. I'm not trying to say I'm not, but again, the best person for the job should get the job. That's right. Regardless of anything. Mm-hmm. American History X. They bring that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Derek Vineyard, uh, Edward Norton's character, his dad is a firefighter, and, he's, and he brings up, oh, so now we have to hire so many African Americans. Uh, but say, so say this guy scores higher on the test, but this guy, they have to hire this guy because he's black. See, I would disagree with hiring that person because if he's not the best for the job, he's, he's not the best for the job. Ah, that's a dog. That's a dog. But, but it damn. goes back to what I said earlier about Morgan, Morgan Freeman's, uh, statement. We, we don't, we don't need any of this. We Just consider no. us all people we and then we people. go about our day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I totally agree with what you're saying about education and maybe the privilege in that sense. But if we just funded our education system, we wouldn't have that problem to begin with. Exactly. And that's what it, I... It's not, a, it's not a color problem. And that it, goes back to where I was saying, you know, we need to kind of redistribute some absolutely. of our, you know, expenditures. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we how definitely, much do we spend on defense a year? Like, why do we have Navy, like, Air Force things... I can't think right now. Carriers. There we go. Why do we have those positioned in like places like the Chinese China Sea? Like why? Well, I know because we're North Korea. Like I know we're having why. issues there. But like we don't need them near like Germany and stuff. We don't we don't need them in several places. And I no disrespect to our military. Kudos for you. Say, I've you met come, a lot of people that are pretty big assholes in the military. You come from a military family, too. I do come from a military. My dad was in the Marine Corps for 10 years. Semper five, motherfuckers. Like, all about that life. But this budget is ridiculous. So, Well, the sad thing is our, our defense budget is the one that is always talked about. It is eclipsed by the fumblings that we have in underdeveloped nations we have shit like teach the dolphins to read in bali Mm -hmm. you know that that's shit that we're spending millions of dollars a year on i and then people people point out that our defense budget is so high our i'm sorry folks our defense budget is a fraction of what israel's is and we're 10 times the size of israel my my only beef with like Kind of what you're saying is like compared to the other numbers that we spend our budget on now. Oh no no I don't I don't don't get me wrong I don't disagree yeah. with you. Just if if you're going to call out the defense budget, you have to look at all of the um, completely useless things that we spend money on. I also disagree with a lot of our international kind of expenditures. That's yeah. what I'm, I, that's what I'm pointing I'm, out. I'm I'm mainly like much like I've said about like your marriage and your stuff. 
figure your shit out first before you go somewhere else. We cannot be isolationists. We, no. we, we as the, the United States cannot. The world's too secular now for that anyway. That's right. But the Middle East is a, is a big issue because people, people still believe that we're there for oil and that we're there for terrorism. That's not why we're in Middle East. We are in the Middle East to control the heroin trade. Because if we control Afghanistan, who is the highest opiate-producing nation in the world... I thought that was Southeast Asia. Mm-mm. Afghanistan eclipses Southeast Asia. Really? Yep. The last figures that I saw, um, they produce more poppies per fucking capita than any other place in the world. From what from the last that last thing that I saw. So you control Afghanistan, you control heroin, you control any opiate, anything. So there's your pipeline for your giant pharmaceutical companies that are based out of the US. Then you control everything. Then it's even cheaper. Because you don't have to buy it from Afghanistan. You just take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you get the oil stuff on top of that. That's just a bonus. You know? Mm-hmm. So, it's fucked up. As a whole, As a whole, number one, the world is fucked up. Secondly, we as a nation are even more fucked up because we see all this shit going on and we're like, well, we'll get involved a little bit over here. We'll get involved a little uh-huh. bit over here. We've got our problems at home. Ah, we'll let them fight it out at home. We're going to do this shit over here. We're going to antagonize North Korea a little bit. North Korea is a problem. It is always going to be a problem yes. until we handle it. Here's my opinion about North Korea, though. My opinion on North Korea is they have been a, what, a military-led country, basically. I know Since they have the a 50s. dictatorship, but they've been basically a militaristic society for about half a century mm-hmm. or a little bit more. Since Well, since since we left the Korean War. So... They should know, based off like the governing body there, I know, they're a dictatorship, but he's got advisors that are like, hey, listen, just because we have nukes doesn't mean we're invincible. That's right. Other people have them too. And other people have a lot of them. But that's the thing. They're not thinking about that. They only they only want to challenge because it, it's as much a front as it is Donald Trump doing the well, same thing to them. I, I understand it's a front, but like, all the people are like, oh, Kim Jong-un's crazy, blah, blah, blah. Is he? I guess. I don't know him. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't disagree I, with you there. Just from what I've seen and what I've heard on the news, which is extremely biased, yeah, but the guy's not stupid. No. Does he have some kind of way that he's probably not going to get nuked if he nukes us? Yeah. I mean, shit, our president has a way. Mm-hmm. But... You best believe that there's going to be some shit that goes down. The issue, the issue, the biggest issue with North Korea is if, if North Korea is aggressive towards the United States, firstly, they're going to tackle Japan, much like Japan did with the Philippines. Mm-hmm. That's why we stopped giving Japan. Japan doesn't even have a military anymore. Or right. They just recently got it back. That's right. Um, but. In World War II, the reason that Japan even attacked us was because we quit giving them resources. People forget that Japan is an island, and they don't have natural resources. Yeah, they they rely on everyone. They rely on everybody else. You know, they have a strong fishing industry. That's about it. And technology. I mean, obviously, you can't forget that. But they got to import shit. That's right. They don't have any oil reserves. They don't have precious metals. They have to get that from everybody else. So when they started tackling all the Philippine islands, we're like, hey, stop doing that. No, we're not going to stop doing that. Okay, we're going to quit giving you shit. And then they attack Pearl Harbor. 
the same thing the same kind of scenario will play out if we piss North Korea off enough or they get a wild hair up their ass and they're like, you know what, we're gonna challenge the giant. Because we have antagonized Russia enough that if North Korea challenges us, not only will China back North Korea, but I could see Russia backing North Korea also. I see I don't know if China would. I don't think I think they've they've adamantly said, Hey, yeah, I, I'm, fuck off. I don't know if China would just for the simple fact of their economy relies heavily on not their, just us, the world. On the world, yes, but I mean, we are a large part of that export that they have, and a lot of our like same with like their business economy. So I feel like that would really put a damper and like a not a screeching halt, but pretty much a uh, major roadblock in what their like basically industrial revolution has been. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't disagree with you, and I don't disagree with what you've said about China uh, basically disowning North Korea and their actions, but you have to remember, these are things being said by politicians. Yes, exactly. Which we do not trust. I, I'm Any, right there with If you, you are educated, you do not trust politicians. Yeah. So I won't ramble about that too much, but do not underestimate China. Do not underestimate North Korea. Do not underestimate Russia. Because these are all, you know, North Korea, not so much, but especially with Russia and China, these are major world powers. Yeah. They are equal to us in many ways. Don't, we're all people, you know. I, I, I personally believe in a strong, unified national defense. I don't disagree with you in the unnecessary parts of it. I think that we should continue to fund our budget. You know, top one or two things our nation does, but definitely rebalance the books, definitely allocate some funds where we need them, education, health care, mm-hmm. you know, infrastructure. We talked about that a lot. That is a that is an issue. People are dying. A fucking pedestrian bridge collapsed in Florida a couple, couple days ago or a week ago and killed two people. A lot of people say, well, only two people died. Yeah, but that that's two been... people that that died entirely unnecessarily. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've said it on almost every podcast I've been on. Form your own opinions. Do your own research. Do not get your information from Facebook and the major media outlets. Facebook I do. Not, I do not watch like the they... national news anymore. I don't because it's all bullshit. I feel like the best news source I did watch back in the day was The Daily Show. <laughs> John Stewart. And see, that's sad, but it's not it's not incorrect. Yeah. Like, I would watch the combination of The Daily Show and back when... Uh, Stephen Colbert. Yes, yeah, the Colbert Report. Well, we got John Stewart, or not John Stewart, uh, John Oliver now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not Trevor a big Noah. fan of him. It's too much anti-Trump bullshit. It is, honestly, yeah. yeah. It's, tr- it's turning into CNN and NBC. Trevor Noah, I think, is pretty good. He's a smart yeah. guy. Okay. Because I, I I watch a lot of his stand up. Mm-hmm. His stand up is and fucking again, hilarious. He is a very smart man. Like all the people are like, because I'll agree with you. Like the Daily Show isn't as good. It's it's not. And I mean, honestly, the Daily Show kind of towards the end with John Stewart was being very, kind of moving way liberal yeah. for me. That's where their money was at. And and the Colbert Report was kind of the opposite direction, but it still kind of felt condescending towards it. Right. So I was like, eh. But that's mainly Hollywood's belief system, too. And again, Bill Burr, he's pointed that out. He's like, anybody that doesn't live near the ocean, they think everybody else is stupid. So that's whatever. But 
like if you watch like Trevor Noah's stand up, this is a guy that you know he's world traveled and like well spoken. Mm-hmm. You know, he speaks like what four languages or something. So, I mean, he's just a smart guy who can give you an honest opinion. He's just a regular can, guy. He's just a smart guy. He's a smart guy that you can form your own opinion on based <laughs> mm-hmm. on what he says, and that's what I like about him. There's one thing I want to touch on before we start to wrap up. Um, a good friend of mine told me here recently that... I'm the best rock, paper, scissors player ever, probably. That's right. Um, that he... Ask Oscar Welch. He saw, you know, we've talked about the public education system a lot, that... We as a nation are now removing things like the Trail of Tears yeah. from our history books and saying that the Native Americans gave us that land willingly so they could migrate somewhere else. That's, I've actually seen that in textbooks. Yeah, That's what we're fucking doing to our kids. We're not... You know, history is written by the victors. We always... It's always skewed based on opinion a little bit not always entirely but for the most part a little bit that's why i always felt really bad for germany after world war one they were just bystanders that were like hey austria don't don't do this please and austria's like yeah we're gonna do it and then germany's <laughs> like i guess we better just fucking handle it real quick before we get over fucking run that's right and that's literally what they tried to do and it just didn't work out for them and the united states was like hey germany fuck you you know why because we saw germany as like in a few years, they're going to outpower us in every way. Well, Germany Germany now is one of three of the most... Germany is the most powerful nation in Europe. You have to give Germany credit for what they've done. They've rebuilt themselves twice. Yes. You know? <laughs> Once they rebuilt themselves in 20 years. That's right. So... But that was because of the Volkswagen. Right. <laughs> but World War One. I'm glad that you brought that up because that is something that is so... People are so undereducated about. People don't know that, like Italy was a monarchy and Austria-Hungary were separate places, mm-hmm. and they had their own monarchy in place. Germany was an empire. You know, Russia. It's amazing to me. People don't know that Stalin was involved in the Russian Revolution. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I didn't know that. You told me about that. And... Yeah, and that's and you know. He assassinated some people and did some covert shit and was aligned. That's basically what Hitler did. Hitler right. was a war hero in World War One for Germany. Yep. And then he was, you know, obviously everybody knows about the failed art school stuff and everything like that. But he was put in a political position that was set for failure. And within two weeks of getting that position, he had risen to the top of the German government. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, saying Hitler's an awesome guy. He was a but genius, as far though. as like he was a very charismatic leader and someone that you can like that could rally people, and there's very, never been anybody and better. a very well look at Mussolini too. Mussolini exterminated, and I'm not going to say assassinate. He exterminated the Italian royal family in the streets, and the Italian people loved him for it. Yeah, not to mention, so Hitler was all, he was a very charismatic guy, but he was also and he rallied. But he was also in a very rallyable environment. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good point because Germany had nothing they after had, World War One. They had nothing. People were starving to death. Yeah. They, they were pissed. At they had how they nothing were and they felt like they had been done wrong, which I agree with. I do too. Yeah. Now, again, 
Hitler was a bad guy. <laughs> he was he was not a regular guy. He was, he a, was a bad a, guy. He was a bad bad man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want none of this shit, America. I think I do. I think I want me some of that. You don't want no part of this shit. I think I want some of that. <laughs> Tyler and I quote Dewey Cox Dewey regularly. Cox fantastic. I haven't 50, quoted thousand didgeridoos. <laughs> I haven't quoted uh, Dewey Cox as much since you and I have been friends. I fucking love Dewey Cox. I do too. Walk. We used to watch that in high school, like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time when we were regular gays. But uh, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I'm always hungry. I'm yeah, fat. Hungry. Me too, buddy. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Our rant about government, I guess, this week. We talked about Walking Dead a and little government. bit, and then government. So uh, it's a, it's a, it's nice to sit down and have conversations yeah. with people that aren't screaming. This is the this is the most serious the show's ever been since I've hosted it. Honestly, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like it is nice to have someone to talk to that's not a fucking idiot. First off, you know who you are. You know. And then it's also just, like you said, like it's nice to have someone who has an opinion that can listen to your opinions as that well. That isn't immediately combative. Yeah. Like, there's no need for that, people. Be able to talk with one another. But, yeah, with that being said, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of uh, Podcastrophy. What is this, episode 31, 32? Yep, 31. 31, it's going to be called uh, something or other. I, I I I got an idea. I'll I'll run it by you in a little bit. We'll talk about uh how about uh political something or other. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. It's a good title. So I think we're gonna do that and with that being said, I hope you guys have a nice big dick day. Oh, bye guys. Bye. <laughs>